Welcome to the Cinema Swamp, a podcast where friends, enemies, and Minnesotans argue about movies. In part two of this episode, your hosts discuss their favorite and worst movie-going experiences. While exploring the Cinema Swamp, beware of minor spoilers for Gravity, Boyhood, I Am Not a Serial Killer, Green Room, Air Force One, Roadhouse, the entire trilogies of Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, and The Evil Dead, along with the entire anthologies of Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Spy Kids. Beware of major spoilers for Memento, Ed Wood, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, Suicide Squad, Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Man Homecoming, The Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies, Indiana Jones Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and the entire Spider-Man trilogy. I'm trying to think of like other great movie going experiences. We could talk about bad experiences too. Yeah, like bad experiences, I mean, are really just the ones where it's like power goes out, which as, that happened to me one time, mm-hmm. really funnily enough, recently during uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War. Oh, was it your first viewing? It wasn't. Okay. It was It was actually the third time. Like, yeah. I don't know why I went so many times. Like, I, saw, it, it, I saw it three times. It was a good movie, but like, I probably, I don't, I think it was just because friends were going again, and I was like, whatever, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. So we went, and uh, it was weird, because we got, we're getting towards the end, and it's like, uh, well, you know, pretty much the big twist of the movie, I'll try to do it without spoiler, but the big no, twist I gotta of the movie. That That's enough of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, there's twists in the movie. And, you know, there's a big kind of... There's a little... There's only about five minutes left after that big twist happens. It's not really a twist, I guess. But it's like... Big event in that movie happens. There's only like five minutes left of the movie. There's a scene where, like, Tony Stark just kind of looks sad. And, uh... Then the movie just cuts to black. And the whole power just goes out. (laughs) And it's like... We had one friend with us who hadn't seen the movie yet. And she looks at us and she's like... Because it was a couple seconds we had to wait... Where it was still pitch black, and it was, like, scary, because it's, like, late at night, and we're just like, what? And she looks over at us, she's like, is that how it ends? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, and the thing is, I'm like, kind of, but not really, because, like, there is, like, a couple minutes more. And from what, from what I remember, there's not an after credit scene, is there? I don't even remember if there was one. Yeah, yeah, it's Nick, Nick. Oh, yeah, there was. Okay, there was one. Pager. So, she missed that, too, but... Because I remember walking out of the theater, it was her and it was two other guys who were in the theater who also hadn't seen it, and mm-hmm. we were, like, explaining what happened. Because all we had to explain was, like, five seconds left. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, like, an extra shot of someone, and that's it. Then the movie ends. And then yeah. there's, like, the after credit scene, which I quickly explained. Yeah. But I was surprised, because I was, like, a month later, and those two guys still had I'm like, why haven't you seen it yet? Like, mm-hmm. I, well, why had no one seen it yet? But... Um, yeah, that was weird, because just power goes out. It wasn't, like, a bad experience, but it's just kind of weird. I'm not a big fan of when just the power goes out. Man, if that was the first time I was seeing it, though, God, I'd be pissed. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, those guys were, because they were like... And you can ask your money back, easy. Well, oh, and we did. We got, like, free movie passes, so it was yeah. all good. But, I mean, those guys were pretty simple. They were, like, getting the free movie pass, but they're like, can you, but can you just turn the projector back on and please just play the final minutes? Because that's, like, that is so annoying. Especially, like, since... Yeah, because then you have to go and rewatch the whole thing. Again. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, like, I mean, especially since... Even if you're just trying to see the ending, you gotta somehow maybe find a free copy online. You gotta get wait till the Blu-ray comes out. It is annoying. Yeah. I would be annoyed. I'm like, 
Because I'm trying to think of any movie. I've never had that happen where the power goes mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, and it happened to that movie at that scene. Yeah, it's never it's happened such, to me. It's such a weird scene because if you watched it that way and the power went out right there, you'd be like, well, maybe that is part of it. Could be. <laughs> I don't know. I think me, the, I mean, I have a number of worst, <laughs> like, experiences. I think the one that I hated the most was my first viewing of The Force Awakens, which was just sucky. You know, I'd wanted to see it, and my girlfriend at the time had never watched any Star Wars movies, and so we had, um, no, I don't think we watched any of them. I think she said she would just go with me, and I was going to go alone. I told her not to come, (laughs) because she hadn't seen the originals, and I was like, you can't just go and watch, you know? Yeah, my sister did. You can't just skip to chapter (laughs) seven of a book, and then expect to like it, you know? Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I don't care. I, you know, I'll pay. I just want to go, you know." And so I'm like, "Okay, whatever." We went and saw it, or we were going to. Went to Five Dollar Tuesday the Tuesday after it opened, after opening weekend, and it was sold out. You know, and this was even at like six o'clock in the afternoon. It was sold. Every show was sold out all you know afternoon. So I'm like, <laughs> "Well, that sucks." And so I thought, "Okay, if I'm gonna bring her along, then like I can need to go to Five Dollar Tuesday because it's expensive." Yeah. And so we waited a full week, and yeah, I went spoiler free. And that's the most amazing part of the story is that you somehow went spoiler free yeah, this whole spoiler time spoiler free um, well that's the thing it's like when a movie comes out well, I actually have another story after this attempt specifically for you Justin um, but uh, yeah so anyway we, we wait a full week went the next Tuesday um, went in this time was maybe around 7 or 8 thinking like alright people have got out of their system we'll find you know it's not going to be sold out it was sold out again and that was two weeks later This is well, this, yeah. that was one week later so now this is we went a second week later next $5 Tuesday because this was this was like our only this one was we there was it was open but the only available seats were in the front row all the way on the right <laughs> so and this I think think if i remember it was on the ultra screen now that i think about it because it was i don't realize it because it was the front row it was before they had transitioned all the seats into the nice ones yeah and so it was front row all the way on the right and so you know i was a gentleman and gave her this inside seat which wasn't much better (laughs) but Um, but for me my neck was just in excruciating pain the whole movie because i was looking over my shoulder to see it and you know the movie like i enjoyed a lot of the you know some of the movie i guess but the visuals i couldn't fully get and so i basically um took time off work to go see it in the morning (laughs) so i could see it and then by then there was no one in the theater and i got you know my king seat which is you know the middle Mm -hmm. um and i you know i loved the visuals of it i i wasn't crazy about the story 100 percent, but it was still i fully enjoyed it got my money's worth um, so that was one of my worst experiences, and that's that's pretty much why I, I almost never go to a five dollar Tuesday unless it's a movie that I don't care about and has already been in the theater for at least a week or two. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll go see Baywatch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'll go see Transformers Four. You know, it's amazing that five dollar Tuesday just some of the movies that will still fill up because people go trying to see the one that came out the weekend before and it will always sell out. So then mm-hmm. they go to some weird stuff. So even Baywatch will somehow fill up. But, because I was going to say it, Show Dogs, which I went out to see, <laughs> yeah. simply for the purposes of making a review, like, I, I figured it was going to be bad. I already had an idea for what the review would be if it was bad, mm-hmm. and well, you know, it was bad, so I did it. But, like, <laughs> even then, I went on $5 Tuesday at, like, 10 o'clock at night, which, for Show Dogs, and I was expecting to just sit down, have an empty theater, whatever, I can relax in the back. 
and two people still showed up. And they were like my age. And yeah. They showed up in the front. And I was like, are you here for the same reason I am? Or are you just high? Or are you like this? And you know what's funny about that movie is that that movie actually had controversy to it where they had to edit something out of it. Yeah, wow. literally. Because, so what I'm saying is... Kevin Spacey. The first, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he played a talking cat. No. <laughs> no, there was a scene in that movie that was like controversial. And it's a really... It's actually one of the scenes that actually did kind of make me laugh for how stupid it was. Only time I laughed throughout the whole movie, and they cut it out because apparently it was inappropriate, but hmm. it didn't really make sense anyway. Why, the scene didn't. But the point is, that movie was making no money, but they still edit the scene out and sent new copies to the theater for like the week it had left in theaters. And my point of the story is, I've seen a version of Show Dogs that will probably never be shown again. Like, I, I've seen, I don't know, because it probably won't be the one that's on DVD eventually, Mm-hmm. So that's crazy to me. Not, not only did I somehow see that movie not alone, but mm-hmm. apparently I saw a version of it that doesn't exist anymore. Wow. <laughs> like, it's weird. Uh, Dang. No, but I was going to say, like... Uh, it's, One of the only three. <laughs> $5 Tuesday... Yeah, in Duluth, anyway. $5 Tuesday sucks because, I mean, it's great, but you got to buy the movie's tickets, like, way ahead of yeah. time. And I, most of the time, I just skip it because... It's, I mean, and people bring their kids in, and I'm like, good, yeah, it's a good way to, like, save money as a family and everything. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't want to go, because, like, there's so many there's kids. kids there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I and I don't mind kids, but yeah. I do when it's, like, 20 of them all in the theater not paying attention. Mm-hmm. It is bad. I usually go when opening night, because student students get it for cheap for some reason. I don't know why opening night they get student tickets, but, like, that's usually when I go. Or I'll go a different time of the week and spend more money because no way am I doing five dollar Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I was gonna say that Star Wars: Force Awakens is actually probably my favorite movie going experience because I've never been more excited for a movie, and it just turned out exactly how I was hoping it would turn out. It was amazing. I'd never seen a Star Wars movie on the big screen. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Yeah, I, I guess I saw Revenge of the Sith, but barely remembered it. Oh but, yeah, yeah. I suppose I saw that. Yeah, we all kind of did. I feel like because. That was a big movie at the time, mm-hmm. but I I hadn't really seen one that, like, I... Because at that point, I didn't really know much about Star Wars. By the time Force Awakens came out, I'm like, yeah, like, for, I, I love the original trilogy. I have three posters mm-hmm. of the series in my, in my house. Of the prequels. Uh, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the Clone Wars, <laughs> if you don't remember. No, like, I love the original series, and the fact that they somehow got... Harrison Ford to come back, which I never, like, you could have paid me all, made the biggest bet with me in the history of the world back then, and I would put all my cards on the fact that Harrison Ford would never come back, mm-hmm. and they said, hey, Harrison Ford, we have $25 million. He got paid $25 million for mm-hmm. that movie, plus box office receipts, so he got big time paid for that movie, mm-hmm. but, like, I was also glad that he was a big major part of it, not mm-hmm. just, like, a quick... I like he was actually yeah. a big part of that movie. He's the main so, character, one of them. Yeah, so like that movie just it it pretty it pretty much almost exceeded my expectations even. So mm-hmm. I was like really happy. Uh, I got to see it with a really fun crowd. It wasn't too annoying. It was a cl- crowd that was clapping and crying and all the best parts. And it mm-hmm. was just I got a good seat too. So it was like it was amazing because yeah. that when the, the tickets went on sale, I think in October, and it was like right after that trailer premiered and it was like buy your tickets now and that's mm-hmm. what i did i was at a mcdonald's it was after work so i went to a mcdonald's before mm-hmm. going home just to make sure i was on the internet with my laptop <laughs> yeah. 
logged in, website crashed, and I waited there until I bought the tickets. I even bought backup yeah. tickets because it wouldn't work, and I bought backup tickets at a different theater to make sure I had tickets at least. Mm-hmm. So at one point, I had, like, tickets for two theaters. I had to get a refund, but, like, yeah. it was worth it because it was amazing. And, uh, yeah, we showed up at the theater, like, two hours early because this was before seats could be reserved. Now they can be reserved, but back then it couldn't. Mm-hmm. You had to just show up. So we showed up, like, two hours early, waited in line. It was just amazing. That would be a cool experience. You know, I, th- I think, like I said, like, being a part of the fandom is, like... It's so cool, you know, and yeah. I love the fandom that is surrounding franchises like Star Wars or Marvel yeah. or, you know, Harry Potter for some people or, you know, uh, Indiana Jones, you know, there'll be a lot of people, oh, yeah, even for this next that. one, people will be stoked for yeah, that. And so, um, I love that there is fandom. For me, if I want to perfectly enjoy a movie for the actual, like, the movie itself, I think I have to have a better the most optimal viewing experience possible to just to take in the art that the director intended for me to receive you know yeah. some movies you can tell there's fandom surrounding it and some it's like this is like an art film you know without yeah, so it like you know pay attention and, kind of and so for like you know something I'm, I'm passionate about like star wars i go in as spoiler free as possible and yeah you know at all costs to the point where i unfollow <laughs> like <laughs> i unfollow Disney and I unfollow <laughs> obviously anything Star Wars related yeah. all the directors involved and some of the actors that I follow on Twitter um, most of my friends because I until I see the movie because I don't know what will happen and so this is the story I was to tell you about yeah, did I spoil something you spoiled something for me so bad <laughs> what one was it I don't because so, I didn't think I did spoilers that much okay so this was I don't know, maybe you don't know if you remember the tweet at all um so I was super stoked to go see Spider-Man Homecoming. I was like extremely excited what to go. What did I say about that? Um, and I had unfollowed everything possible because mm-hmm. it was just a couple days after it came out and I, I didn't get to see it opening weekend so I was going to go see it on like a Monday morning. Um, and uh, basically, it was, yeah, it was the night before I was going to go. And uh, I remember just like cruising Twitter and then seeing this tweet from Justin that said, if I I'm, I think I'm quoting it right, um, dang, I wish my friend's dad was was uh, oh, why why am I blanking on his name now? Was Michael Keaton? Was Michael oh, Keaton? Oh shoot! <laughs> and I, I saw that I'm like like no no. Wait, but did you actually figure it out from that? Like, well, yeah, because it was well, the, the Michael Keaton movie that came out. Yeah, like, but like, I knew it was what, like, you know, the Vulture, and so yeah, like, but like, how did you figure? Uh, like, did you watch that movie then, and did it really ruin that twist? Like, I don't get how you figure well, that so out. So for me, it wasn't like so. You said friends, so I I thought I'm like, okay, whoever is his friend is oh, gonna have his dad. Shit, so the whole movie, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, kind of in my mind, crossing my arms, being trying to like, figure out which one. It I'm is. like freaking. It's Ned's dad. It's Ned's dad. They're throwing uh, it off by uh, making uh, Ned so slightly. You were still surprised, you know, <laughs> so like he's he's ethnic, so that's why it's a throw off, you know. And then it was her dad, which and and part of the movie, like by the time the homecoming dance came around, or like before it, yeah, I had kind of forgotten that, you know. Oh, I'm man. like, I'm like, oh, they haven't shown it. It'll probably come up, whatever. And then I, shit. I was too into the movie and I actually forgot. I'm sorry. No, I, well, but then and then it truly did surprise me. Like right before, you know, they're walking up to, to Elizabeth. Is that her name? Yeah, Elizabeth's Liz, house. Yeah, Liz's house. And 
is like right before the door opened. I just it clicked with me like, wait, like, I still oh. haven't found out whose parent it is, and that's when I was like, it's Michael Keaton. I'm like, Damn it. oh no, duh. Like, so it I, it wasn't a complete spoiler. It was a half spoiler. Yeah. But it was to the point where it it took me on the movie, like I the optimal experience would have been going into it not knowing that he was anybody's well, dad. Well, I, yeah, know? well, because I guess I thought that I was being... <laughs> <laughs> Discreet or something? <laughs> I thought it was being subtle enough that no yeah. one would be able to catch it except for those who had seen it. But, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll watch out for that in the future, honestly. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, I mean, a dumb tweet Well, anyway. the thing is, is, like, me and you weren't really communicating a whole lot on yeah, movies was, yet. We yeah, followed but... each other and, like, liked each other's tweets. But I, and so you, you know, you didn't know that, like... I am passionate it. about spoilers, yeah. you know. Well, you know, now when I tweet, I actively think, am I spoiling something for Hunter? You know? <laughs> now you're probably, well, that's the thing is, when movies come out that I want to see, I do unfollow you for a day or two. and then, I mean, you don't really, I mean, I don't think you know it. Or, or oh, no, I, I, I don't unfollow you. Oh, I just, I, know. I, I basically look, just, like, block your stuff for a yeah, little bit, well, and then I should. unblock it, so. I mean, well, because I try not to, and but it's like, that was like a case where I just, yeah, I thought I was being subtle enough. Well, the thing is, now I feel bad because, like, no, that okay, was, man. but that was one of those twists in that movie. Like, I remember it was opening night, and everybody in the theater was like, "Oh, <gasps> yeah!" And well, because and people like didn't get it at first because when I first saw it, I was like, "Why is he there?" And then I thought, "My, oh my god, that's her dad!" I'm like, "That is nuts!" I'm like, "That is such a, yeah. that is like, it's so cool." That is like, better than any M Night Shyamalan twist. Oh, that, yeah. that's like, you know. That's like him, and he's like, "Oh crap!" Like, like yeah. literally, I don't know what to do now. Especially at the beginning, like how he like he's showing the guy like his daughter's drawing or his his kids. He's like, "Yeah, my kid drew this. What do you think?" Yeah, and you're like, "Don't even think and about you that." You would never think that's Elizabeth. Like, you're like that's yeah. her because, and it's crazy uh-huh. to me that like we're starting to have movies that can like reference 2012 and you realize that like 2012 was at that point five years ago that the people then were kids are now teenagers Mm -hmm. i'm like that's kind of weird and then you're like watching that and then you're like he's in the car and he's like figuring everything out and i'm like oh my god oh my god (laughs) that was like that's some of the i hate that movie man that deserves more praise i know it got praise but mm-hmm. deserves more that even is, talking about well, now i'm like because i don't rate it very high even on my marvel about it now list, makes me want to but... see it again because i'm like that oh was yeah a dude. good movie it's good it's, do you have it do you have it oh yeah oh yeah not you only do i sometime. not only do i have it but i have me the uh target edition y'all oh yeah yeah this one comes with like the extra disc and everything if you want to get real nerdy with oh, it man. no i to. loved i love that movie and uh i uh Every Spider-Man movie, because I'll even say this in our great experience was like the first Spider-Man. Every Spider-Man movie I have a great experience with. Like, oh yeah, first one I think was one of the at the time it was like, even though it's not that violent, it mm-hmm. was like probably the most violent movie I've seen for the ending anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a it's such a good, well put together movie. I re- watched it recently for a video, and I'm like, this is I. It was hard to even take notes on it mm-hmm. because I'm like I, I just love it too much. It's like it is such a good movie, and that was one of the first like movie experiences I can remember mm-hmm. where I was like both scared and like amazed and just like I've never seen anything like it. And that was like the first series I really loved. Spider Man two and three are like the same way. Spider Man three is kind of funny because we actually we showed up at the theater twenty minutes late mm-hmm. and we still saw the movie and we showed up right. When there's like the Green Goblin, oh, fight. That's when we got in there. What? That's so. 
That is like twenty minutes. That's like in the movie. A, way later than that, even. Yeah, like well, like minutes. I said, like we back then, if we went to a movie and we just were late, we're like whatever. Because by then he's already Spider Man. Like, yeah, well, well, well no, that's uh, that one. That's the original uh, Spider Man Three, where the second. Oh, Green Goblin you mean shows like up. the Hobgoblin? Yeah. Oh, so okay, that was okay. like that was like two uh, no, yeah. 20, 20 minutes into like that movie. Good old James Franco. Yeah, which was yeah. You knew this was coming, Pete, and I'm like. Good line delivery. <laughs> that is so late in the movie. It's not even. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, no, I'm thinking. I was thinking like the, the when he's like, okay, never mind. I, I got it. It was near the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm talking about their first fight, yeah. not their yeah. subsequent fight. When he like, like gets amnesia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah, in that movie, I showed up late to, which I always think is funny. And then Amazing Spider-Man, which was a case of like. I didn't get why they were remaking them, but I'm like, whatever, I'll just go see it. Like, I really did not care that that movie was being made. I thought it was dumb. I absolutely adored the original trilogy. I said, mm-hmm. how dare you remake it now? <laughs> how dare you, good sir? But I still went opening night. And I remember watching it, and the whole time I was like, oh my god, this is better. I'm like, this is literally completely but I, I think it is actually better than the original. I don't think it's better than the Spider-Man 2, because that one's just like in a... That one's realm. yeah, but like I, you know, it's like one of the best superhero movies in general ever. I think. Yeah, but Amazing Spider-Man, I, I, and I know a lot of people don't like those movies as much, but mm-hmm. I love the first one. I'm like, I thought it was just so good. I like that fun. director. Yeah, it's, and you know, I, that was one I saw it like literally three times. I was like, this is so good. I used to never see movies that many times mm-hmm. in theaters, but that was the first one. I was like, I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. And, and like at the time, I was like, it takes me back to being a kid. I, I, I shouldn't have. Feelings like that when I'm in tenth grade that that mm-hmm. shouldn't be a thing, but <laughs> it <laughs> was. Back to being a kid. And then Amazing Spider-Man Two came out, and that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in the theater because just, every second of that movie ticked me off because I was so hyped for it. I'm like, man, yeah, I love the first one. What will they do next? Mm-hmm. Not good. So every Spider-Man movie has just been like I don't know, like pretty. It's been pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Not that Amazing Spider-Man Two, but like. Spider-Man Homecoming came out, and I was like, I think, um, what's his name? Tom Holland. I think mm-hmm. he's the best Spider-Man yet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Easily. No doubt at all. So, like, yeah. That I just was think just... of how cool it would be if we had full rights over everything and full, like, opportunity to, like, it'd be so cool to see, like, you know, Oscorp incorporated into the Marvel Universe, you yeah, know, and stuff like well... that. And, like, even if they did the, you know, I love in, in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man's that, like, you know, they have Professor... Kurt, whatever, basically the lizard. Kurt Connors. Kurt Connors, but yeah. in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's, like, he's just got one arm, and he's just a professor, and, you know, you never, never know that he... It. Well, they were nothing building to do towards with, that, but they never Like, a potential it. secret, you know, it's an Easter egg if you've read the comics. Otherwise, he's just a armless professor, and that was, like, super cool, like... You know, I don't. Know, yeah, I well, I like. Yeah, I and I miss like the fact that you could throw that stuff even mm-hmm. into other movies, have characters crossover because the Spider-Man universe. It's kind of like, especially before all these movies started being made, it used to be just basically there's all the Marvel stuff and then there's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and that was like how it was because Spider-Man was so big and everyone saw those movies that all the characters in that series they literally had everybody even mm-hmm. like the smallest of characters yeah. in the comic books and so they became so popular that they kind of have gone on their own way besides being known just as all oh, their by like the comic fans mm-hmm. so to me like yeah it'd be cool to see them pop up in the MCU but I don't know how the whole rights issue works because from mm-hmm. what I get it's that Spider-Man can show up and I guess Ned showed up in like 
Infinity War, but technically it's like he's like an original character for the movie. So like mm-hmm. I don't know how that all works. Yeah, he wasn't. I haven't seen anything by him. Even you know how they if they did rent characters or whatever yeah. from Sony, like it's like pretty much just him and Aunt May. There's like nothing else really tying. Well, there's you know like even like the love interests. I mean him and the MJ. Yeah. Like it's. It's a girl named Michelle. It's it's not... They're not buying any character, you know? So, like, I kind of wonder how it all works or what their talks have been. I really hope it doesn't end up being a thing. Because right now, I think it's very much a very, like, handshake contract kind of deal. I don't think there's a lot of... I think it's very much like, we want to borrow your character. And you know you want to be part mm-hmm. of us because your movies will make more money. But mm-hmm. they're still doing their own thing. Like, Venom. Venom's yeah. being made. And apparently the way that's being worked is, like... Well, it's not officially part of the MCU, but we're following those guidelines, so technically you could watch it, and though it doesn't reference anything from the MCU, you could consider it part of it. And I'll, fun, I'll buy that, but let's see if the movie's even good, and if it matters. Yeah, but that's the thing. The only real reason I'm at all, like, okay with going to theater to see it is because of Tom Hardy. Yeah, and, and that's I, the only thing that's been keeping me in. Mm-hmm. But that trailer, to me, I was like, this looks like a big mess like mm-hmm. this looks like i mean suicide squad had a good trailer but that trailer for venom looked like suicide squad condensed into a trailer I'm like this <laughs> yeah well just tonally weird mm-hmm. and like out there and who knows maybe it's just amazing and well I'm that's the thing is like wrong you know i don't i don't watch trailers but i will for movies that i have a hard time getting excited for yeah. or movies that i just plane have never heard of wouldn't have heard of otherwise other than maybe being interested in this potential movie but a movie like spider-man i know i'm gonna see it you know yeah venom i'm like you know i don't really want to go see this i'm having a hard time being excited for this thing because it's just the idea of sony coming out with this with venom movie sounds just heinous to me yeah and tom hardy who i love and adore is attached to it so i'm so many mixed feelings and so i watched the trailer I felt the same way. I'm like, this looks like it's trying to be dark, but it's so like even Tom Hardy's like little roles are like it's weird. It's like he's like I don't know, almost like a pushover to like this thing. Yeah, like, it's just kind of. Well, it seemed like it had a weird humor to it. Yeah, where I was because when I was told about, maybe it's just because of what I initially was mm-hmm. told. It was this is gonna be dark. It's gonna be like an R-rated kind of almost scarier version this is the Mm -hmm. venom everyone's wanted and then you know sometimes that works out because people wanted deadpool for years and when the movie finally was being made Mm -hmm. i thought the whole time i'm like no this is gonna crash and burn because it's gonna be one of those cases of we want the movie we want the movie and it comes out and it's like everyone's like what like Mm -hmm. they didn't like it but deadpool was really successful and i'm like venom could maybe do the same thing but because you know people have been wanting a movie for years literally he was pushed into spider-man 3 even though Sam Raimi didn't want him in Spider-Man 3, he was pushed mm-hmm. in there and because the studio wanted it because they know there's a big fan base for it. Mm-hmm. And that didn't turn out that well. I mean, even then, I think Spider-Man 3 is actually a good movie. I think they actually, that Venom stuff, I think, is done actually well. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I can get why like people want a Venom movie, but I still... That trailer, I was like, this mm-hmm. is it. I will be surprised, but... I bet you it'll be visually entertaining, and well, that's yeah. it. I'm guessing that'll be the. I bet. I bet. I'm betting that the story is garbage. Yeah. That it'll be one of Tom Hardy's more regretted roles. I hope it isn't true, but well, maybe I would bet on this. I, that, and there's a part of me that's like, maybe it's good, and maybe I hope it is. Maybe the Marvel you know? Cinematic Universe guys even say, 
yeah, well, whatever. We'll just call it. We're in, mm-hmm. we'll include it because it'd be nice. I would like everything to be nicely put together. I mean, it's getting to a point now where Disney's buying 20th Century Fox. They're gonna own the X Men rights now, mm-hmm. which there is a big thing to that. The re- I think the biggest reason that they want to is well for streaming because you know they own a stake in Hulu, which mm-hmm. that's basically the reason mm-hmm. because Disney wants to make a streaming service and have like the biggest catalog, which they would. I just realized the other day that they would own both The Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, the Julie Andrews musicals. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of funny, but <laughs> yeah. the point is like also they would own the. Uh, the X-Men rights and Fantastic Four rights and there's a specific problem with the MCU right now which is they're doing Thanos and from what I'm predicting with <laughs> Avengers 4 I'm gonna take a wild guess that Thanos won't be around after that I'm taking after a wild four? guess or after 4 after oh, Avengers okay. 4 just a wild guess but <laughs> just from what it seems like and uh we've been building towards this character since literally the beginning like this is what we've been building towards now I don't think Marvel's taking a dip. I don't think people are, oh, it's going the way of the Western. No, it's not. I don't think it is. I think it's such a multi-genre kind of uh, series that it's possible for it to go farther than this. The only problem is, what do you do next? And there's a character in Fantastic Four lore known as Galactus. Mm -hmm. He is bigger and he is badder than Thanos. Now, they don't have the rights to Galactus. They have to make certain deals to get characters from other movies mm-hmm. in order to... Like, for instance, Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, he was actually owned by X-Men. Mm. Yeah, or or how Fantastic Four or whatever. Basically, 20th Century Fox owned that character. So they had to make a switch. In order to get Ego, they had to give up um, for Deadpool. I think it was Negasonic Teenage Warhead. They had to give that up. So they had to do a swap. So... They've done that before, but for Galactus, yeah. Ego for next. I know, isn't that kind of weird? It's a weird trade. But it's like, it kind of makes sense, especially since both movies were successful. Yeah. But, like, what happened now is that Galactus, 20th Century Fox, most of the studios are pretty pissed that Marvel's doing so well. So they're not going to go to 20th Century Fox back. Hey, can you just give us Galactus? Even though they've done nothing with Galactus, they're not going to be like, sure, yeah, we we want this, we want that. No, they would be like, we want all the MCU if you want Galactus, because that's how big he is. And they Mm -hmm. know that. So the only way they're going to do anything is, hey, we should buy 20th Century Fox, you know, so we can have a streaming service, but also we need Galactus, otherwise we have nothing to build towards. I think that's what they're doing. I mean, I I assume they had a plan, otherwise it wouldn't have taken this route. They wouldn't have... You know, an additional like twenty movies planned out through twenty twenty five. I don't. Yeah. Or I think I don't know how many. I think it's near. Nothing has been. It's like thirty six movies throughout twenty twenty five. Yeah, they've said that, but they haven't actually announced any of the titles yet. They haven't, but they. I've seen this the stuff where they've announced. You know, they have three separate Marvel project trilogies. Yeah. Which I've I have no idea too. what they'd be, but then they also have the couple sequels planned out, which are. It's like a definite yes on a Black Widow movie, a definite yes on Doctor. Oh yeah, I guess they have a kind of announced yep. those. Yeah, like they said there would be another Doctor Strange, Black Panther. They said which I hope we only have two of each. I don't think we need a trilogy. Yeah, it's well, I don't. For I don't want like, a trilogy personally, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know? I don't think we need so many movies of these. Yeah. but like I get, I get why they do it. The point is, like, if you're going to do trilogies, at least keep doing more original films each year. Mm-hmm. Because that was originally the plan. I remember at one point they said, we're going to do one original film, you know, like start of a new series, and we're going to do a sequel every year. 
one of one of the, each. But then they bought Spider Man, and then they started doing more movies. So it's like now they're yeah, like three years, count whatever works. Yeah, so now they're starting to do three movies mm-hmm. a year. I think they could get to the point where they do four movies a year. I think they could do it. Have one for each season. I wouldn't That'd be, be nuts, and, and I I'd be okay with it. I don't think people talk about movie fatigue, but I don't think I'd be feeling well, it with especially if they bought X Men because that would just mean because the only problem the reason there's fatigue is because there's also all these other studios. There's DC. Yeah, which is already releasing how many movies, and then there's uh, Sony who's doing their own thing still, yeah. even though they're working with yeah. with the MCU, they're still kind of doing their yeah. own thing. Then you got X Men, and X Men was one always that they would release either one or two movies a year, so that's why there there is so many. Then you mm-hmm. got all these other random ones, but Captain yeah. Underpants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like it makes sense that you gotta you know if they bought 20th Century Fox, that would at least cut some of them down and mm-hmm. organize it better. But I I don't know. I, I think, for instance, like, yeah, I don't think there needs to be a Doctor Strange 3. I mm-hmm. don't think we need another Ant-Man after seeing the last one. It was a good movie, but I'm like, I, I think we should be done. I, some of these I think we should just be done with. Mm-hmm. Especially since a lot of the actors are getting old. But mm-hmm. as far as a big bad guy, if they want to build another, like, three phases around, it's got to be Galactus. There's nothing else. Like, I can't think of anything mm-hmm. else that's bigger than that unless they can't... If they're, they have, I mean, if they're... Low-key, again. Bring it back. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this well... This is more pissed than ever. Whew, we got really off track. Yeah. I don't know, did you have any other movie experiences you wanted to talk about? <laughs> uh, I just have, you know, I don't know, I had a couple of bad ones, you know, just with buttheads in the theater talking, being loud, and, you know, I've... I walked out of theaters before and asked for my money back, but with the intention of coming back to see it again when there's less people or a different yeah. type of crowd, and you know, and I'm pretty okay with that. Um, but I don't know. Some of my, you know, my most favorite movie experiences happen to be just by red boxing a random movie, yeah, and watching it at home. Like, I don't know. I or even just finding stuff on Netflix. Like I remember, um, with my, you know, uh, my then girlfriend. Um, she worked at Barnes Noble and worked with a movie buff who just would constantly give her these just movie suggestions to watch on Netflix. And she'd come back and be like, "Hey, he said this," and we'd learn to trust him because we loved these movies that he would suggest. Yeah. And I think like the first one I remember just being blown away just on the couch was um, this movie called Creep, which I believe you haven't seen yet. No, but how? What year was that? Uh, twenty fourteen. Okay, I've never, yeah, I've never seen that. And I don't want to say a thing about it until oh, you see it. Is it's that on Netflix so good. Still? It should be. I hope <laughs> it is. It, they came out with a sequel uh, early 2018. Okay. That's not also Netflix. It's like a straight to Netflix thing. Mm-hmm. It's not Netflix original, but um, it's made by Blumhouse Studios. Yeah. And it's super freaking amazing. The first one in particular is just, oh, I love it. I watch it as often as I can. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like an hour and 15 minutes, but it feels like a full two hour movie. Okay. It doesn't feel like it's that short, um, but that one just it just blew me away. It it didn't like wreck me, but it, it was like a haunting <laughs> movie. It stuck with me for days and days. And you know, typically Netflix movies don't do that to me. You know. Yeah. Um, another one was Green Room, which that one I don't know if you know anything about that one. I've heard of it, but I never got to it. That one too, just red boxed it and kind of you know I had read about it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. You know, it's like the premise is you know it's like a punk band that you know they end up playing a show at a neo-nazi compound that's like the beginning and i'm like dang that sounds 
pretty gnarly. It's, I, <laughs> I guess it's a horror movie, and it just destroyed, like, my paradigm for what horror is. Yeah. And, like, I became... Oh, man, it made horror enter my realm of reality mm. into, like, actually being terrified <laughs> of some people. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, those are just great movies watching. Or The Hateful Eight. So mm-hmm. I this is before I was, like, really into Quentin Tarantino. I didn't really, like... I knew of him. I liked Kill Bill, but I didn't really know that he was, like, this big popular director. Yeah. Um, and I had wanted to see... I love Westerns, and I didn't get a chance to see it because, you know, my girlfriend at the time didn't like Westerns. And so um, we didn't see it in theater. Came on Redbox, and I like, finally talked her into Redboxing and watching it. And we're watching that, and it's, like, the same thing, like, just got completely blown away by how amazing this movie was yeah um and i'm like what is this and then there's like a intermission in it and everything and like you know the way everything about that movie just it blew me away on the couch and i and i'd only have like a few experiences while watching movie on the couch where i wasn't just like oh that, that was a good movie you know where i was just where i was authentically like could not stop thinking about this movie and like had to sit there on the couch for an extra like hour just processing how great this movie was. That was one of them. You you got intermission during Hateful Eight. Was it that was the home version of it? Yeah, okay. on DVD on, on the Red Box. The um, when I saw it in theaters, well, because for a while there was a roadshow version going around, which was the mm-hmm. one that Quentin Tarantino was only going to show on cell- celluloid film. Mm-hmm. And if the theater didn't take celluloid film, he was just going to give him a digital copy, which is a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. So I must have cut out the intermission. I have the movie. I haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. I think it is the roadshow. Because from what you're saying, there's an intermission. That's what I remember. And, you yeah. know, this was like 2015. Well, you're probably right. Because I'm, I'm just saying like the version I mm-hmm. watched, I was surprised there wasn't because it was still a three-hour movie. But like people don't really do intermissions nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I think the roadshow version did. What I'm saying is I'm happy that... Because I haven't watched it since then, but I do own it just to complete the Tarantino collection. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it since seen it in theaters. And uh, it's nice to know that the, I must it must be the longer version that's on Blu-ray or whatever because mm-hmm. the longer version isn't the one I saw, but it's only like, I think, a 15-minute difference. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I do like the ones where you go see a movie and you kind of know nothing about it. Well, like one that I always remember really liking was... Uh, uh, well, Chronicle was one, hmm. which that was one that for a while we would go to movies like all the time in high school, and a lot of them were just <laughs> it'd be Evan finding them online. He was the one who he would just look up trailers and just watch mm-hmm. it and be like, "Oh, that looks good." I wouldn't really watch trailers though ever, so like I would just hear about them from him. We'd oh, be watching yeah. them, and he'd be like, "Let's go," and I was like, "All right," and I'd go with him, and uh, yeah, we saw Chronicle. And I remember, like, knowing nothing about it, but watching it, I was like, holy crap. I'm like, this is, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. And I've watched it many times. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I own it. I love okay. it. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Someone told me before I went and saw it that it was a, a like, prequel-slash-sequel in the same universe as Hancock. And so <laughs> my first viewing was within that context. <laughs> And I don't know what point in the movie I'm like, this isn't that. I don't think that's It wasn't it's... just the found footage part, because I thought, oh, it's interesting that they'd have another movie in the same <laughs> tentpole that's, <laughs> yeah. that's uh, 
found footage and then at some point I'm like this is obviously not Hancock <laughs> but still, yeah, I, I still I, love I, it I buy I that though it kind, of, it kind of is like the same type of movie I get, yeah. I get why you would say that but like that's just <laughs> kind of wrong too yeah um Oh, speaking of underrated movies, Hancock, but like... Yeah, I was thinking about Hancock today, I'm like, how great we, is that we, movie? We should do an episode on underrated movies, but... Yeah. Uh, I was going to say also another one, huge one, is 21 Jump Street. That is even, I would put it up there, I, I, if I could make like a top 30 list, it'd be up there, because mm-hmm. that movie, I think it's amazing. Not just on like a humor level, I think on a story level, on editing level, acting level, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> and just overall, just the themes in that movie. I mean, for a comedy, you wouldn't think, like, I don't know how many people read into that movie, but I'm like, I do. And I'm like, I think there's a lot going on here. And I'm like, I think it's an excellent movie. That was another one that mm-hmm. Evan saw a trailer. He's like, let's go see it. And I, first time watching, I was like, I couldn't believe a movie could be, like, that funny, but also that good at once. And I was like, hmm. that, I mean, it's kind of sad because I see that movie and I try to watch other comedies since. And I'm just like, it's not the same. <laughs> Yeah, but I have that also happen with like um, at home experiences. Like I remember the first time watching Lethal Weapon. I just I knew nothing about it other than oh, it's a buddy cop movie. That's it. Uh, whatever simple thing. I watched it and I was like, just it blew me away. Just mm-hmm. how how like how serious at times that movie gets and how good the like writing was on that movie and just because Shane Black wrote that movie. Mm-hmm. And then Richard Donner directed it, so it was amazing just how well both of them kind of worked together, like how he took his screenplay and just made it into a movie then, and mm-hmm. just, like, the right actors and the way... I don't know. Mel Gibson's so good. I don't know. He's he's a racist idiot. But, like, <laughs> but he's so good still. Like, he mm-hmm. is so good in that movie. And just, like, one of those scenes... Like, there's a scene in that movie where I'm like, I cannot believe this. Like, this is in this movie right now. Like, that movie nearly can make you cry, but mm-hmm. also just make you laugh. Like, it is a good movie. That's up there with It's a Wonderful Life, and it shouldn't be, but like it, it is. I love it. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, but that was one that I just watched at home alone. I was like, whatever. Sometimes, yeah, watching a movie alone is like kind of the best way to watch it because you really suck it in, you know? Yeah, if Especially you watch it with someone who just also feels the same way, then it's totally fine. But, you know, with my ex-girlfriend, she... <laughs> constantly was on her phone or asking me questions about characters and that is and why then, he broke up with her and she exactly, <laughs> that's why she broke up with her. Uh, why would but, you go on you your know, phone i used to have like strict rules like even you know for like couch rules like people come over to my house and like i'd never seen the harry potter movies and mm. uh about maybe a year and a half ago a close friend was obsessed with harry potter and she's like, hey, like, I'm going to make you watch it and all of our friends who haven't seen them, we're going to watch them all like through in like the course of a couple of days. We, we like, did double features for like four days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically like maybe like 10 minutes into the first movie, I like yelled stop and then paused the movie because we're watching at my place because yeah. I had the big TV. And I paused the movie and stuff from I'm like, everyone, I'm establishing rules right now. <laughs> and basically I said, like, you can be on your phone if you choose to, but if you are, you hate movies. You obviously <laughs> do not like movies in the slightest. And so then I said, uh, if you have to talk, well, first of all, no talking whatsoever. On the off chance, you absolutely have to talk. Do not talk during dialogue, because that is just the most disrespectful thing, not only to me, but to yourself. Yeah. And because it's, not only are you, like, 
disrupting the movie by talking, you're covering up more dialogue, which means more people are <laughs> lost on the movie. And then I basically, like, you know, so I said, if you have to talk, it has to be during, like, an action sequence or something or, you know, some, uh, I don't know, something that does not require... When Hedwood's flying around, then you know, it's fine. Yeah, like, then ask your questions. Um, those are pretty much the two big ones, is if you have to talk, do not talk during dialogue. That's, like, yeah. the biggest cinema sin that <laughs> I have. And uh, that's the one thing that, you know, my ex-girlfriend continuously violated she just anytime she would ask me she'd be on her phone ask me a question during dialogue and then i'd answer it and then she'd ask me what just happened during like like what happened during the dialogue where she was talking and i'm like you gotta be kidding me it's like pay attention and then i'd rewind it and she'd be yelling at me like why are you why are you rewinding this i'm like because we don't know what happened so i uh there's a respect a responsible way to watch movies i like i i don't talk when I see a movie for like the first time especially at like home because I'm like alone but like in the theater too but like usually if I'm watching it a second time it's like yeah usually it's like sometimes you riff it well it depends how you're watching it I, I usually like a second time around I'm like I'm not it doesn't matter too much to me but it's like as far as being on the phone like yeah it's like the first time it's like you don't be on the phone like sometimes I pop in a movie just to pop it in mm-hmm haven't lately because now I'm just like trying to like catch up because I feel like I'm wasting time. I'm like, why haven't I seen half of these movies on the planet? So, <laughs> yeah. but like, it's hard. Yeah, I, I usually don't text during movies, but sometimes like you gotta. If it's a movie I've seen more than twice, then I'm pretty okay with having I never do it in the theater because it's like, no, you're in a theater. You gotta pay attention. You paid to do this. And also, yeah. you know, it's a distracting everyone else. Yeah. When I'm at home, like, yeah, like, I'll be texting someone, but it's like, yeah, I, I'm like the same way. I like to try to pay attention. And most of the time, the movie sucks you in enough where you're like, I'm paying attention. But, yeah, yeah like, I, uh, yeah, I do hate when people, like, especially during, like, movies you haven't seen, they're just like, eh, what happened? And I'm like, okay, we're mm-hmm. not, we're not watching it. Then we're just, we're just, we're just in the background. Yeah, then, then it's a popcorn movie, you know? Yeah. You, you know, you throw on something that you've all seen. Or that everyone does not care about to yeah, that extent. But when everyone's watching Harry Potter for the first time, that's a movie you gotta pay attention because by <laughs> yeah, well, by the happens. time you get to you know the Phoenix of Azkaban, whatever it is, order, order of the Phoenix, <laughs> you know, they're saying stuff that references the very first movie that if you didn't catch, you will not get, <laughs> and that's just how it'll be the to, rest of the. To be honest, franchise. this is another thing that series does. If you want to know, quick, they will like reference things that happened in the past movies that the movies didn't actually show they were in the books mm-hmm. and then the movies later on will like reference it and be like oh remember that and i'm like yeah i would remember that if it was in the movie but it was mm-hmm. only in the book I'm like you can't reference it now it's yeah. not in the movie they do that quite a bit and it annoys me but mm-hmm. i love those movies yeah i i've only seen the one time and i'm dying i'm hoping so the friend that made me watch them i'm she's moving back to Duluth, and i'm hoping she'll want to watch them again and, and she can walk me through them a little bit better this time without hey, all do, the distractions do, do you want to see the craziness i have here i can see it from this here is, it's uh, pretty crazy oh it looks it's bigger looks can be deceiving <laughs> whoa it's huge this has uh it's lengthy so this is 31 discs oh this is gosh. every single harry potter movie special feature that was made um if the movie was made in 3d this has everything and this is for like each movie so this is only the third movie like this is uh-huh. all the stuff for it 
This is all the stuff for the fourth movie. All the stuff for the fifth movie. Like, it's insane. Is it, like, Blu-ray too, or is it... Yeah, they got Blu-rays in here. They got DVDs in here. You know, like, there's a DVD copy, and then there's the special features. And then, um... Then they got an extra disc at the end, even. So it's like, this thing... Holy crap. This is, uh... Costs like a hundred bucks, but I bought. Yeah. When I when I bought it, Dang, I was man. like, "This is the most comprehensive set you can get." Yeah. They have one of these for um, the Hobbit too, but that set is so expensive that. Really. I uh, I for the Hobbit. Oh, uh, not the Hobbit. Well, for the whole. Oh, for the whole thing, oh, yeah. Things, yeah. Just the Hobbit seems kind of lame to get more than that. <laughs> well, what, man? You didn't like the Hobbit? It wasn't bad, but worth more than the Harry Potter. <laughs> Come on, man! You didn't. You didn't like Battle of the Five Armies. Come on. I, I, so I watched those for the first time maybe two years ago on Roommate's PS4 because that's all I had available to watch them on. I'd never seen them. But. That's amazing. Like, because I thought you were a big Lord of the Rings fan. I was, like, in high school. Like, I loved, and, and then more recently I realized I just really like Peter Jackson because I love King Kong. Um, Bad taste. Bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I <laughs> watched that because they're like, it's lengthy. Wait, so it's this... like three hours. <laughs> And then I don't like like Mortal Engines is coming out. I'm kind of excited for that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I hadn't seen the Hobbit because I, I didn't like the idea of the Hobbit. I'm like, this is one book they're making into three movies. Oh, yeah. That's gonna be boring. That was and, stupid. and then I kind of like had like ups and downs with the whole like fantasy genre, like 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 you know. And um, now like I'm ready to revisit Lord of the Rings. I'm reading Fellowship of the Ring right now, um, and uh, I, I watched the Hobbits. I, I liked them. You know, they're definitely not what. Lord of the Rings is, and they could have been two movies, I think. Um, one movie. One movie. <laughs> cut out all the, all the garbage, but like um, you know, I can think of worse movies than The Hobbits, though. So, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not bad. I'm not mad that they exist. I just. Oh, I don't you know. care. It's like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it was especially at the time. It was like I, I, I had never seen the Lord of the Rings on the big screen, mm-hmm. so it was cool to see something like mm-hmm. that on the big screen. Hobbit was. And I remember, I really like the second one a lot, actually. I think the second one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I just rewatched them all because I had never seen the extended cuts. So I watched the extended cuts for all of them. And I I, I watched uh, The Lord of the Rings first because I, I believe in release order, not chronological order. You got to watch them in release order, I think. But <laughs> I watched those first three. And I, 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 uh, I it was kind of weird with those movies. I went from, I didn't really like them when I was younger. I, mm-hmm. I watched them once and I was like, yeah. But uh, I rewatched them this time. The extended cuts, longest versions there are, and I, there were just scenes in there where I was like, "Holy crap!" I'm like, "This is so good. I wish I would have seen yeah. this on the big screen." Like, oh yeah. For, there are some moments in those, and every it's like so many. Like every mm-hmm. scene is like a moment that's just good. And then, you know, you get the return of the king, and you're hitting the end. It's just so good. Freaking king goes up to those hobbits, and he's like, "You bow to no one." I'm just sitting there crying. I'm like, "Oh my god, it's so sad. It's so good." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "That he, he who says that?" I'm like, "That is amazing. Who wrote yeah. this? <laughs> You're amazing." And then they, then they have like thirty other endings. I'm like, "Okay, you can. You had a good line there. End it there." But then, uh, then I got to the hot. Then I was like looking at the hobbit, and I was like, "I don't want to watch you." I'm like. Yeah. And I had never, I had seen the first two in theaters, and I just skipped Battle of the Five Armies. I have no idea why. Hmm. I just never saw it, and I yeah. never cared to. Do you know that actually the extended cut of Battle of the Five Armies is rated R? Because apparently it's like too violent. Really? Yeah. 
and that movie sucks. Like, it's not good. It's I really remember, boring. I remember thinking, like, it's such a weird... How the Hobbit's pacing is just so weird. And it's because it's made into three movies. Well, that's exactly you're, why. You're dividing a movie, a book with three acts into three movies with three acts per movie. And <laughs> it just, you know... I, uh, I remember... The things I really like about The Hobbit is... Uh, it's cool to see... Like Christopher Lee, for instance, who, um, Saruman, mm-hmm. that's his name. What's the, what's the eye's name? The actual eye? Well, Sar- it's oh, the eye of Sauron, right? So there's Sauron, Sauron and, and then there's, there's Saruman. Saruman, yeah. Of course yeah. he starts working for Sauron. <laughs> well, the point is, like, I really it's like... branding, bro. <laughs> I like in The Hobbit that you kind of see him as, like, a good guy. I like that. Mm-hmm. I liked... Um, it, would, it would throw you off a lot by the time you got. Oh to, yeah, especially if you watch, if you like show like you know in the future children and like start there, they'd be like, what? Like they because I think it'd have more impact even when he turns mm-hmm. evil. But um, Martin even Freeman, reading the books, they were they reference Saruman a lot, and so in the books, I'm guessing by the time you'd get to the two towers, it's surprising. Yeah, Saruman. I liked. Uh, I liked Martin Freeman in those movies. I liked. Um. Yeah, that was about it. Like, no, and I, I liked, I liked that like Gollum showed up, and it wasn't just a stupid cameo. Like, it made sense that he was in the movie, mm-hmm. and I liked Smog. Like, that was cool. That was like some of the best scenes in that whole like second movie. Mm-hmm. But as the rest of it, like, I can't remember like moments at all. Like, it's I can remember the, the where they were in like the the beer barrels and they were like going down that mm-hmm. river and it was like the longest fight scene ever i was like that was cool the rest of the movie i'm like Ugh. yeah it was all right i didn't i didn't really like the beer thing i mean i thought it <laughs> looked cool but i was like i don't need this in a movie like it just felt like it's yeah. so slapstick compared to the original you know the lord of the rings yeah, but don't you so. understand the hobbit was for children so it's it supposed was, to be more fun they, if there's a rated r lord of the rings <laughs> That's funny. It's, it's for Rick, children. The extended cut like, of The Hobbit yeah. is rated R. I'm like, why? And I don't know if that was just a studio, which was already too controlling to the point mm-hmm. where they're like, we need three movies of this. And we also, we we don't want uh, Guillermo del Toro directing. We want Peter Jackson directing. Do you know he was going to originally direct them? Really? And then he got cut out because, uh, well, basically, it kind of seems like what it was, was that he was just too slow. That he was not taking he wasn't picking up the pace enough and Guillermo del Toro like you know he's gonna take his time like Peter Jackson did who like they took like three years of pre-production before they even shot anything (laughs) for the original Lord of the Rings and then The Hobbit Guillermo del Toro is trying to do the same thing but the studio who had just big dollar signs were like no make them faster so like then he was like no I'm just gonna go (laughs) like so he just kind of left and Peter Jackson was like I don't want to see anyone else mess it up. If everyone's going to mess it up, it's going to be me. So he, like, shows up, and instead of having three years of uh, pre-production, he had, like, three months. Hmm. And then, yeah, like, a lot of it wasn't planned. A lot of the fighting wasn't planned, so they just kind of filmed whatever, and, yeah, that's yeah. why it turned out the way it did. And uh, I think what also happened was 2014 was starting it was kind of starting to be the movement of ooh rated R movies like cuz remember for a while it was like all these movies had to be PG-13 even Die Hard mm-hmm. Live for Your Die Hard had to be PG-13 cuz the studios were like people don't watch R rated movies and then by the time like The Hobbit came out and like Deadpool especially they were like people watch R rated movies now so it's yeah. like um okay studio that's cool 
So I don't know if they like were making The Hobbit and then they were like, make an R-rated cut. Mm-hmm. R-rated cuts do good. And they're like, <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> just the cut of it, yeah. It's weird that's just the one. It's not all yeah, of Yeah, like, well, I'll show you. Like, and even, it looks kind of weird because I didn't know that the first time buying it, but yeah, look at the back. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I didn't think they uh, rated extended cuts, but they did. And that one, R-rated. And it's for like no reason. It's just a little more violent, I guess. Hmm. But I, don't I wonder think, if like his the one guy's death is like more. I think they show more blood. I mean, look at look at it's even rated. I think it's to the point where like I think the studios thought that oh R rated's cool now. So mm-hmm. let's because like it's literally rated R for some violence. That's stupid. But I remember watching uh, what's it, Desolation of Smog. We watched that in the like. Which one is the one with the barrels? That's the one with the barrels. That's Desolation. I, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm just writing down for spoilers. Yeah. I have a major and minor spoiler list. But Desolation of Smog, um, that's the one where, yeah, they do that. And then um, they, um, that was the one we saw in theaters, and we were like in the front row. So that was mm. like a bad experience, but it was still like a good movie. But yeah. I never saw Battle of the Five Armies. I don't know if I was just busy at the time because mm. of school and such. But People had always had them like, like oh, you know, because I was like doing youth group stuff and hibbing and people were always like, you know, watching The Hobbit tonight, you know. And I knew it was either one or two. And even after, like I knew I didn't want to see, I hadn't seen one and they're watching two, I had no desire to see one. And yeah. it just, it wasn't until like I was, I'd watched through all the movies in my personal collection. I didn't have Netflix available. And I was like, I need something to do. I didn't want to play video games. And, and my roommate had him on his Xbox. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll finally give the Hobbit a try. <laughs> Just stared at and it for I, half an I hour. I didn't mind it. It wasn't bad, you know? But it definitely wasn't the, what the originals were, so. Yeah. I just think that was mm-hmm. like a, as they say, lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Um, we should probably come to a close here soon. Yeah, we're but, almost hitting um, two hours. Are we really? <laughs> yeah, we're close. But, like, I don't mind. Yeah, for first, it's whatever. Um, I was gonna say, uh, so I, I do believe in release order, but not all the time. Yeah. So give me an instance. Like, Star Wars is probably the biggest controversy for that. Yeah. Um, however, my last girlfriend had never seen any of the Star Wars movies until Force Awakens. I had no idea what was going on. Um, and basically, just she didn't have an opinion on it. I think she fell asleep for most of the movie, too. Um, but she said, you know, I want to know what it's going on. This is, like, a big deal to everyone. I'm, like, mm-hmm. the only person in the world who doesn't know what's going on in Star Wars. She's like, will you, you know, will you walk me through them? And so, and most of my friends had heard about it, and basically all of them had said, you have to watch them in release order. You can't watch them in chronological order. And I'm like, but knowing who she is and who I am as a narrative-driven person, she, I thought it was best for her to watch them in chronological order. So she watched, we watched the prequels, and then we watched, you know, Rogue One, Mm -hmm. and then we watched 4, 5, and 6, re-watched Force Awakens, and then the last, well, we were in separate countries by the time we did The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, But... And these are going to be some major spoilers for Star Wars coming up. <laughs> major spoilers if you um, haven't seen Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I'll write them down. Um, so, get to Revenge of the Sith. And she, like, had, like, no idea 
that they were building up Anakin to become Darth Vader, this mm. character who she had vaguely been aware of that he's a bad guy. Yeah. And she's like, had no, but not until they put the helmet on him that he was like this <laughs> scary thing. Even like when, you know, he's like, I'll call you Darth Vader. <laughs> and when he's still <laughs> hating Christians. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that was crazy for her. She had no idea that this dark figure had been Palpatine the whole time. Mm-hmm. That this was also the Darth Lord or whatever. So then we watch Rogue One. She sees, you know, Darth Vader kicking butt. And then A New Hope. Somehow, I don't get it completely in her mind how this worked. <laughs> but by the time um, that... Or not, I shouldn't say A New Hope. By the time that... Um, somehow maybe it was a new hope got her mixed up she like just didn't realize that darth vader was still luke's dad (laughs) she forgot so you mean to tell me that she was shocked by the time the fifth one came up by the time the fifth she she's like at the luke i'm your father she lost it her mind was completely blown She's like, no way! I'm like, and you're just sitting there like, like, I'm like, are you serious? Like, but it was you... also it was so fascinating because I'd never seen anyone go through that experience because that's probably the most like, spoiled part of any movie ever. Ever is <laughs> is Empire of the Strikes Back, Empire of the Str- Empire Strikes Back, and she experienced that, and I got to witness it, and I got way more joy just watching her face being like, no freaking way. It's kind of funny because like, it's like I could kind of see why she'd be confused. Because mm-hmm. Revenge of the Sith is the last time you see Luke until, like, and as, like, as the only connection of, like, oh, he's Anakin's kid. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, he's a baby then. So I guess you could, if you're not paying attention, kind of just forget. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to the fifth one, you're like, oh, that he's that gun. And yeah. it's, like, I, uh, I always thought that was basically why I would do release order because I feel like that would get spoiled by the prequels. But it's kind of weird that, yeah, I guess if you especially kids could probably... Mm-hmm. not pay attention but like i don't know that's like my only reason have you ever mm-hmm. heard of the order that like apparently is called the machete order where you got it but this was before what machete like the rubber Rodriguez? no no this is okay. just that's just what they call okay. it i don't know why they call it that <laughs> but they call it the machete order and uh this was before the sequels or the spin-offs existed it was before disney bomb so it was just a six movies and mm-hmm. they said you watch you watch A New Hope, you watch Empire Strikes Back, and then um, right after that, right after you find the big reveal, the big twist, mm-hmm. you go back and you watch 1, 2, 3. So you find out his whole backstory, and then you watch 6. So everything ties so together. That's the finale. And then the prequels don't ruin the twist because they just kind of give you the basic outline of who mm-hmm. he was and everything. Which I agree with that order. It'd be interesting to show, like, you know, people in the future, kids especially, like, oh, watch it this way. But I just always have re- believed in release order because I'm like, I think you should watch it how everyone yeah. else watched if it. If I ever did it again, I would do release order instead. And, well, because, like, I watched it all wrong. But that's mostly because I, I knew that twist. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, like, I don't think a twist, if you knew the twist, it ruins it. But it's like, yeah, I knew. Everyone knew. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I watched it. I watched Phantom Menace. I watched uh, Revenge of the Sith. I watched the original films. And then I watched Attack of the Clones. So it was like a weird order. It was just a matter of, you know, how I get access to them, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, like, you know, I just do release order usually just because, you know, that's just, I feel like you should watch it, especially for, like, the filmmaking purposes of how they, you know, went mm-hmm. from this film to that film to this film. 
Because if you watch like a New Hope, it's like it's obviously a way smaller yeah. movie than all the rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you. I mean, for someone who's like who likes you know contemporary art and they like a they, they they appreciate the culture behind film and and you know time periods and how things come out, then definitely like I. You know, usually when we get this new Star Wars movie coming out, I I rewatch a lot of movies. I just love rewatching movies, and so I typically like. Once a year, I'll rewatch all the Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I try to watch the Star Wars movies once through once a year. And usually I'll find one person who wants to watch them with me and we'll watch them together. I used to do it for X-Men, but I probably won't ever... I only did it for Logan because Logan was a big deal. Yeah. Um, but... Um, so when I watch them, I prefer on my own to watch them in chronological order. Um, but if I was ever to show someone brand new again, I would do at least four or five one two three six but um so like my sister my youngest sister savannah um she wanted to get through them and, and we never finished but when i was living at home um i started with rogue one thinking you know so she's someone who doesn't really like old movies but she wants to watch them so i need to get her hooked on something it makes sense to start with a newer movie mm-hmm. that looks good and is fun and is a, I, in my opinion a great movie and then go into four, five, and six, and we never even got to the <laughs> the originals. We just watched Rogue <laughs> One before I moved out again. Um, but that was my idea: is watch Rogue One, four, five, six, one, two, three, and mm-hmm. then get into the you know these modern Disney sequels. But yeah, um, one little thing before we close: uh, this year I noticed, which uh, maybe this is I'm the only one who thinks this is really cool. Um, Harrison Ford has reprised three of his 80s roles yeah no he has and i mean well technically he already did indiana jones but he's gonna like do it again so mm-hmm. it's like he did like the whole trinity he's also someone said there's a list on letterbox called um harrison ford sequels where his he he finds out he has a child or something or he has a child or something because that's like what they've all done yeah Oh yeah, and then like because like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did that, and then Force Awakens, and then this one did. Yeah, I think it's cool. I'm trying to think of what the next Harrison Ford movie he can come back and do. (laughs) I was thinking uh, Air Force One, which we would of course called Air Force Two, and (laughs) he would have a son who now works with the president. And when they get trapped on the plane, Harrison Ford needs to take a helicopter up there to save the day again. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, American Graffiti 2, where he shows up again, because he's in that movie, and he shows up and he's just a really old hot rodder. Yeah. I don't know, like, I think it's awesome that he's coming back to all these movies, but I just Mm -hmm. love Harrison Ford. Oh, I was gonna say, speaking of Harrison Ford quick, you know, to add to our chronological order, I think you should watch the Indiana Jones movies in chronological order, of course, with Temple of Doom first. Temple of Doom first. So everyone can watch Temple of Doom first and be like, wow, this is a weird movie. I don't know if I want to keep going. (laughs) Even watching it in the middle, like, it's it's a fitting middle, but it's so different from, I mean, even if you include King Crystal Skull, it's so different. That's, like, a case where I'm like, that's why I think Mm -hmm. you should watch in release order for, like, as a lover of film, because you, like, realize that they made Raiders of the Lost Ark, which, you know, is, like, I consider one of the most perfect, like, action movies ever. But, like, then you do the second one, which, yeah, I like the second one. It's but, still a great movie. But, but it's just out there, obviously. And it's, like, I think it's, honestly, it's probably my least favorite, even. I, I do like Kingdom of Crystal yeah. Skull more. But, like, 
yeah, like, Temple of Doom comes along, has none of the other characters but Indiana Jones, and then it's, like, all these new characters are, it's, like, a weird story, and it's, like, suddenly it gets, like, way out there. Yeah, it's, which, like, a like an obscure type of genre film, Yeah, but it still has the exact same character arc and, like, yeah. like typical narrative and, like, you know, three-act story as, as any other, even Indiana Jones-type movie. It's just it's so different, but still very much the same. Like, yeah, and it's it is like, so weird. And those movies are just paying tribute to, like, serials of the 30s. So if you've yeah. watched it and you're like, oh, I totally get this. But, no, and I'm like, it's not even that that's weird. Because Temple of Doom, yeah, it's like a sequel. I get it as a sequel. What's weird is that then they do the third one where they literally do bring back most of the cast. It's the exact <laughs> replica then, of the first one. And then, like, the first one, yeah, and then it does, like, the same kind of thing. It's even the same kind of, like, religious mm-hmm. tones and everything and you're like so then you watch like then it's just like oh Temple of Doom's just weird yeah and then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull I guess kind of like now it's just kind of 50-50 of like weird movies to good mm-hmm. movies <laughs> but yeah I always think it's funny because I'm like because like I, I don't people seem that's one that people forget because I like how people are always bringing up Star Wars they're like well why did they do that one first I'm like I don't know why did they do Raiders of the Lost Ark first because technically that takes place a year after Temple of Tomb which mm-hmm. is weird it's so random but I have no idea why they did that I am I maybe it's because the Nazis show up and they don't want Nazis in it and I guess Nazis weren't as prevalent mm-hmm. the year before I don't know there's a podcast I listen to where they actually there's a plot hole maybe maybe it's more of a nitpick um so in in Raiders of the Lost Ark, if Temple of Doom has happened before, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, which they couldn't have planned this, sorry, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, when it's him and uh, who's his Egyptian friend, Salah. Salah. He's talking. About, <laughs> maybe it's not Salah. Maybe it's Brody. I think it's Brody. Yeah. They're in his house. He's packing his bag, and um, Brody's like, "Oh yeah, well this is like a big deal," and then he says to Brody. Oh, Brody, you know I don't believe in all that superstitious mumbo jumbo. You know, <laughs> assuming he had that. just been in the Temple of Doom, like, like when that guy possessed or... by blood. And like, do you remember when that heart was ripped out of that guy? He's like, yeah. well, that wasn't that? superstitious. That was, that was real. Remember when you said like Kali Ma and that <laughs> that the whatever? Uh, anyway, so he says that, and then he says, because that's not all. Um, Brody says, I don't know, Indy, like, this is, like, nothing you've ever gone after before. Yes, it is. <laughs> Assuming, like, he's never done anything that big of a deal, yeah. like that, that superstitious. Oh, my God, crazy. I've never thought about any of that, but that's, like, it, all true. Yeah. Like, that's so nuts. <laughs> if they, it's, it doesn't make sense that they did. I think he seems like a younger version of himself, uh, um, uh, in but, a way, but it's still, that's, like, an obvious thing. I like, think it was just because... They couldn't get the whole cast back, so mm-hmm. that was just a way to explain it. Like, oh, yeah, I haven't met them yet. Or, like, they just, you know, they weren't... And also the fact that they didn't want to do Nazis again, I guess, even though they did Nazis again later. But mm-hmm. I, uh... Yeah, I'd like to... Now I just want to rewatch all those again. You know, they're doing that fifth one, and I kind of wish that, um... Drawn Rise, uh... Davies, who was, you know, he plays Sala. He also mm-hmm. was... Gimli in Lord of the Rings, like I kind of wish mm-hmm. he'd come back, but I think the that reason... was the same guy. Yeah, isn't that Gimli? weird? Isn't that kind of wow. throw? Well, you want to also um, because okay, well, Dang. there's a story to this, but like point is like he's coming to Minneapolis, 
apparently for like a convention mm-hmm. and he's gonna be doing signatures you pay like 20 bucks it's like what the heck why would you pay 20 bucks for that mm-hmm. but I wanna go there with a copy of Aladdin and the King of Thieves on VHS cause he voiced Aladdin's dad in that movie mm-hmm. and I wanna bring that for him to sign just to say have you ever had have you ever signed one of these like do you even know <laughs> yeah. you're in this movie and he'll do be you like even know you're in and he's like oh of course I do yeah but like um he, uh, I wish he would come back for the fifth one, because I want them to come back. Like, I want Karen Allen to come back, too, as, like, Marianne. I want, I, I'm fine with, like, everyone coming back. Even, like, an older short round, I'm like, yeah, go for it. I want them to bring them back. Not Shia LaBeouf, but, like, uh... Do you think they will? No, nah, he's too crazy. Like, they won't at this point. He, he, plus, they've already announced... I thought he figured out his crap by now, but... They've already announced that he won't be coming back. Hmm. Steven Spielberg said he wouldn't. And, uh... Right now, that movie's going through a rewrite because it was David Co-op writing who wrote the fourth one, but it's going through a rewrite now. Apparently, mm-hmm. with Lawrence Kasdan's son, who like wrote Solo with his dad, so like he's apparently mm-hmm. doing a rewrite, and they're now waiting longer for the movie to be made. But point is, I wish they'd bring back Sala because, hey, I liked him, and I mean, mm-hmm. you can't bring back Brody because that actor actually died, so you can't bring him back. Mm-hmm. But And you can't bring back... Um, What's his name? I should know his name. He's Sean Connery. Yeah. You know, he they, even though they killed him off, even though he's not really mm-hmm. dead. But uh, you could bring back Sala though. But I think the reason they won't is because it's a white guy playing in the Egyptian. What if? What but, would you do if they brought back like? I think it would be dumb and slapstick. But what if they brought back Willie? Also, I like with Mary. Well, but better yet, <laughs> what if they like, brought her back and instead of being like slapsticky, she like actually like went and became like a badass over time. And she was, like, way more mature and be like, oh, my God. Like, she came back and she was, like, more badass than Indiana Jones. He's just getting pissed because he's like, what the hell? He's like, do you remember when you were just scared of, like, bats and owls? Like, yeah. No, but, like. You have to combine it with Mary and, like, 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 he's with Mary and married and then, like. Willie just shows up into the picture and she's like, "We have a son." (laughs) Oh my god! Like this. Oh my god! Like Zac Efron as a kid, or like Jonah Hill or something, and like something wild. Like that's the thing. Like a lot of those characters like can't come back because you know she's obviously always pointed as like a really bad stereotype of women in general. And then like short round, like oh he's an Asian stereotype, and I'm like I can see that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like having him come back as older and be like, okie dokie, Dr. Jones. Like, it's just, like, so bad. It's like, it's his goddamn like voice. 60s punk by then. He's like, <laughs> oh, not taking any crap. Oh my god, it's gonna be hippies. I forgot about that. It'll be yeah. the 60s, won't it? Jeez, I didn't even think of that. It's gonna be like Vietnam. Oh my god, they're gonna do, they could do so much. But, like, also, um, I think they should bring back, uh, specifically Solid, just because I have a way that they could do it. Because I think the reason is, it's offensive now because it's a, he was like playing an Egyptian, but he's like a white guy, and you know, like, and I I've been to Egypt. They they no, he but, looks Egyptian. No, but I'm saying like you know, but they, that, that's the point though is that like he's not really Egyptian, and that's kind of mm-hmm. like sort of a con. It's not a okay, it's not blackface, but it's like kind of getting to that point because it's like you could yeah. have had an Egyptian in that role, but it was also the '80s, so people excuse it. But nowadays, people wouldn't. But to me, I'm like, I have a way you could fix that. Because all you had to do is, Sala was never... They never said anything about his history. He just lived in Egypt. Yeah. I'm like, all you have to do is have him show up. And then someone be like, why are you always dressing like an Egyptian? You're not an actual Egyptian. You're a white guy. And, like, 
and then he'd be like he could i mean he has an he, arabic accent at least in the older all movies. he'd have to say is that he just lived in, he just lived there he could be like a missionary's kid or something yeah that was a they big could deal literally back in the explain 40s, it 30s, and just 40s. make it so he's not really like yeah. some badly casted egyptian who was just cast by a white guy you yeah. couldn't write it but i think there'd be so much more backlash if they did address it than if it was just normal i, I think fan backlash would be the biggest thing I, I just feel like there is a way to do it at least funny but people would be mad because they're like at ah, yeah. pc and i'm like yeah i, I guess i never thought i mean that never bugs me when they you know i don't know if they call they call whitewashing characters or the opposite you know it well, doesn't because, especially like, that one's not even that bad yeah Cause that's it doesn't because like, i'm like you know if they if people freak out about that one i'm like yeah benedict cumberbatch is a dragon like <laughs> are we gonna get mad that there's you didn't get an actual dragon to play yeah, this role well and know? it's like and then, I'm kind of like, just, it's whatever, you know? It's- I, I can get some of the arguments, because they're like, for instance, Benedict Cumberbatch replaced, um, well, he he played Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness, mm-hmm. but that role was played by Ricardo Maltoban in the original, and obviously he is not a white guy, but then they cast a white guy when it was, like, remade. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of get it sometimes. Or, you know, like, when Scarlett Johansson was in Ghost in the Shell, when it's, like, it's a very popular anime that probably should have an Asian character, which I'm like, probably, but, but they cast her because she's going to make the money. That's mm-hmm. why they did it. So I can, like, I can kind of get the arguments. But, like, what I'm bringing up, yeah, is very, like, obscure. I'm just saying, I'm just bringing up why they mm-hmm. probably wouldn't bring him back. Yeah. But I'm saying they should bring him back, and here's how you could even explain oh, it if how you, you did it. Yeah. But you, you're right. It's better probably just not to, because I'm, I, it's one that people don't think of much. Yeah. That's what I love about 80s movies, is, like, it's it takes you back to this time and culture when people <laughs> made movies. And we're, you know, pretty knee-deep in sexism and in, still in cultural racism and all this stuff, and... And people just, you know, it's it's just what made movies. And, like, it doesn't mean you have to be okay with it now, obviously. But if you're re, <laughs> you're adding on to these stories that we were that were beloved to us in the 80s and we still had all these issues with our culture, mm-hmm. then, like, you can't change it because it's it's perverting what was naturally there. What was, you know, a thing. And so we, be, we are better now, but that doesn't mean we have to just all of a sudden change it, you know? And yeah. I meet too many people now that... And you're definitely not one of them. But I meet too many other people, like, you know, even just listening to your podcast, who throw a fit about that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And they actually act like they're the offended party in it. And yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? I... Like, if you, like, Evil Dead. I freaking love the Evil Dead. But there are so much just weird, sexist things in it that just Because don't... of the tree rape scene. I mean, not just because <laughs> of that, but, like, even just, like, the way that, like, Ash Williams just treats in every movie, like... I don't know. It's just like I, I, yeah, and it's like some of the arguments I get. Some of them I just like. It's like yeah, but it was like a thing of the time, mm-hmm. and it's like it's still a good movie beyond that. And I don't know, like a lot of that stuff, I don't think is like the general consensus, because at times I think it is just kind of one person, one little mm-hmm. group, and sometimes it's not the offended crowd. Like Speedy mm-hmm. Gonzales cartoons, they got banned for a while because the company themselves thought they were offensive until the mexican people who the stereotype actually was making fun of originally got to a point of being so popular that the mexican people actually embraced it and they were mad that they were taken away so it's like you (laughs) know it's like that can happen too Mm -hmm. but yeah like i don't know i don't like talking about that stuff often because i'm like i feel like i'm not the correct person to even talk Mm -hmm. about it and most of the time i'm just like i i'm just understanding and i'm like yeah Yeah. just tell me more about it because i'm like i don't 
I don't mm-hmm. mean to offend. I don't. I, I. But I'm like, tell me why you think this is offensive. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes it goes too far. Well, growing up where we did too, like, you know, I don't know who's all listening to this, but <laughs> you know, we were from the swamp. That's why we named it this. You know, yeah. And we've both definitely been on journeys away from that type of you know culture and stuff. Um, but you know, at the same time, these parents, you know, my parents were in love with '80s movies, and that's just what was real for them then and it's kind of what's real for me now within 80s movies which is my favorite genre of movies. yeah i and, like 80s movies and it's kind of something that's like it's part of why they're so <laughs> just crazy to me is also because they're culturally weird and you know mm-hmm. even back to future is my favorite movie and that's got so much weird you know <laughs> ob- objectify objectification <laughs> of women in it you know oh, like, that too, like, yeah hugely hugely objectifying women you know, and like just like the concept of like not knowing your kid is because he's hanging out with some weird old white guy who's known in the community <laughs> for like. All right, a big one is Roadhouse. Roadhouse to me blows my mind that it was so popular because it's. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Roadhouse. Mm. Seen, dang it! Wow. <laughs> you you watch it? I, I'll watch it, and okay. then we can talk about it. Freaking, but. Ah, it's such a it's a good point. But I trust that you'll watch it. We'll yeah. talk about it on the podcast. It's just, it's the same wild thing. It's yeah. a guy in the movie is known for just something so wild that would never fly here. <laughs> it's, it would never be, that person would be so ostracized by the community. And yeah. there it's just like, oh yeah, it's whatever. Like, are you kidding me? Are you, just, are you serious? Anyway, that was our podcast on racism in film. And, uh, <laughs> Well, you made it through the cinema swamp. What the hell was Hunter thinking showing his mom memento? Please leave a comment on this episode or suggest an argument on social media at Cinema Swamp on Twitter or Instagram. We'll see you next time, and remember, always beware of the cinema swamp. Well, you made it through the cinema swamp. What did you think of just... Oh...